talked about multiple things so far, okay? Um, we, uh, you know, I introed this whole topic off uh, and talked about, you know, uh, mental illness and, and just, I mean, the, the pandemic that it is in itself uh, that we're seeing globally, that we're seeing in our country, uh, the, the percentages of who it's all impacting uh, and different degrees, and, and it can be different things as well. And, and sometimes uh, it, it's something from your past. Sometimes it's, it's trauma. Sometimes it's, it's grief. Sometimes uh, it's something that has just slowly built in your life over time. Um, and then all of a sudden it just got a hold of you. Uh, and, and, and other times it's just been something maybe that you always just thought, man, this is just a part of who I am. And then all of a sudden you're like realizing for the first time or someone's saying, I think this is going on in you. <laughs> And you're like, oh my goodness, right? And it's like, well, what do I do about this? Or maybe you're in a season where all of a sudden you've always been a happy person. You've never had like struggles with, with these thoughts and all of a sudden you're depressed or you're so anxious and, and, and all of these things or OCD uh, is just like out of control. Um, I met with someone today and, and their OCD is literally taking over their life. And, uh, and, and we're just walking through that. And I literally told them, listen, I will meet with you every week to reaffirm what I'm telling you. Because from reading about it, I know that that's going to be a struggle with that for that person. And, and, and there's going to be competing voices and it's going to be really tough. And so one of the things, you guys, that I think is really important because, um, you know, one of the things I shared was how I, I feel like in Christian circles and in churches as a whole, we have done a disservice to this topic, okay? In other words, we've kind of just said, hey, you just need to pray more. You need to have greater faith. And, um, and, and essentially, if, if it, that's not helping you, what's wrong with you? Or we'll like just label them or, or something like that, right? And, and, uh, and in some cases, it, we come across and say, well, you know, counseling's bad and, and all this. And I've heard, some of the, I've heard some of the craziest things. So when somebody comes up to me and they're like, man, I don't ever want to go back to church or I don't want to try your church because this is what happened to me. I go, I get it because I've seen some weird stuff and I've heard people under the name of Christ prescribe some some stuff that I just want to slap them. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, or, and this is what I'm going to talk about tonight, or taking verses and twisting them and using them in such a way that they were never intended. And it's really easy to do. It is really easy to do. Okay? Like, like there are verses, and you could, I mean, I look at some verses, and I go, you could get this to, to literally fit whatever you want it to or whatever you would like it to. And so that's what people do. They, they, they hear a verse and they go, man, that sounds really cool. That sounds like a verse that needs to be my life verse. And then I tell them what that means. And they're like, that's not my life verse. And I go, I didn't think it was, you know. Um, but, but I hear verses being misused. And then I hear uh, people say, man, I got a word from God for you. Now, listen, I'm not saying you could never have a word from God. I'm not saying that. Okay, I've had some people come up to me, say things, and I'm like, oh my. I, I've, I've, I've met with people, and we're meeting, and we're talking, and all of a sudden, they're like, you know what? I just need to tell you this. And I'm like, and God's done that in me. He's like, I I'll be talking with one of you, and all of a sudden, he's like, man, go in this route right now. Go in this direction. There's something here. 
But I've also seen the danger side, the, the abusive side of some of these things, right? Where you're using, you're essentially using God as leverage to affirm what you think with someone. And that's dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And for some of you, you felt that. For some of you, you've had people use God essentially against you, or they'll speak on behalf of God and say something that honestly is contradictory to who God is. Or is something that, no, he doesn't say that. And, and, and so one of the reasons I want to just unpack this uh, is because I see a lot of confusion. Um, and ultimately, when it comes to our mental health I see that how verses are twisted and used and people taking words from God and using them uh, on people, I have seen a lot uh, of people take that and it literally mentally takes them even to a darker place. Why? Because some of the things said are what? If you had more faith, this wouldn't be happening to you. Now, what do I do with that? Right? Like, like and, and some of you have literally had people say that to you. Okay? Um, I've heard people say it. I've, I've been in the room when someone has said it. And, and, and literally, if you just had more faith, that wouldn't happen. Your struggle right now mentally or, or, or whatever illness, you're, if you just have more faith, and, and then, then, then that wouldn't be happening to you, Right? And so, and so there you are, and now think of walking away from that conversation, and, and then you're like, well, do I just pray harder? Do I, like, worship harder? Do I, like, read God's word, like, harder? Like, what do I do? I'm praying for this. So what do you think? You go, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Now, if you're already anxious, if you're already battling depression, guess what they just did? They just added a whole nother, like, you know, if you're doing bench press and they add, like, weight to it. Well, guess what? That is a whole bunch of weight they just dropped on your head for you to wear, to try and deal with. And so it's, it's not something that, that uh, it's not something we can disconnect from how it affects us mentally. In fact, I would say it's been used to damage a lot of people mentally and take them even to a darker place because now, for whatever reason, God's mad at me. Okay, so now God's mad at me. So now I've got all these other battles that I'm going through, and on top of it, God, who I believe in, who I want to follow, he's mad at me now. Um, and this other person said uh, that I'm obviously doing something wrong in my life because God's judging me for that. Oh, so now I'm wearing that. So I'm doing something wrong now. Okay, so what is it? You want to talk about just driving yourself crazy? Try figuring out what that is. You know why that's impossible? Because we're, guys, we make mistakes all the time. So where, where do you nail, how do you nail that one down? Okay, but that's something also that I hear. And so these things that, that, that we see, these words that have been said or preached or verses taken out of context have been used to pro project further guilt so, so now you're wearing more guilt on person. It's brought fear into uh, people battling a mental illness of some kind. Um, and if the verse or word from God, this is the most dangerous thing. If the verse or word from God doesn't deliver on its presumed promise to heal, 
the person walks away from faith or is led into a greater depression because essentially their faith isn't strong enough. They're either, or they're just not good enough, or worse yet, God doesn't care or he's not even real, right? That's the dark side there, is that you get to the place now where God doesn't care about you, or he's not real. I've had hundreds of conversations with people who say, I can't believe in God because of this issue, this pain, this suffering, this mental thing, all the time. I just can't believe in a good God with, with that, right? And that's that pathway that you go down, and that's what's so uh, dangerous, you guys, when we think about what words we use and what words you hold on to. And the words that you hold on to and say, man, this is God's word. This is God's will. You know, I was having a conversation with uh, a dry cleaner, okay? I was picking up some clothes, and I walked in, and she was working, and uh, anyway, and she was listening to Christian music as I walked in. When I walked in, she felt weird for having Christian music on. Or, or no, there was Christian, it was like a Christian station, and then there was like a preacher that came on for a minute, and she like looked at me, and she's panicked. She's panicked. She's in this store. She's not the owner. She's working by herself. I'm in the store now, and she's like, this guy's probably going to go off on me now because of, of this, right? And so she apologizes for it. And I said, no, that's, that's fine. I go, I'm, I'm actually a pastor, so I should probably like that. Um, and, and then she, you know, and, and so she proceeded then to start sharing with me uh, her story, totally unsolicited, okay? I don't go into stores and be like, hey, I'm a pastor. Tell me your story, okay? In fact, let's sit down, you know? Um, that's not what I do. I've never done that. In fact, that's why I rarely ever tell someone what I do, okay? Uh, it's always a joke for Lindsay and I when we go somewhere because we know if I say what I do and we're making friends, it changes the entire dynamic, okay? Just immediately. They're like, uh, you're a what? Um, hey, we got to go, you know? And, uh, and so, but she starts opening up. And, and this, was, this was actually before Easter. And so uh, I, I literally was like, hey, you should, you should totally, like I was asking her, you know, do you go to church? And, and she started to open up. And you know what? Ultimately, she, she, she shared with me. She goes, I'll just be honest. I'm, I think I'm mad at God. I just haven't been back in years. I'm mad at him. I think I believe in him still, but I'm just mad. And, and, and I said, well, what are you mad about? Like, what, what, what's going on? And she proceeded to tell me that I'm mad at God because she had two grown boys in their 20s. You guys are in your 20s. And she goes, he didn't heal them from their addiction. I'm going to talk about substance abuse next week, you guys, and mental health. But she, she said God didn't heal them from their addiction, and they both overdosed, and they, they both, within a couple years, both died. Both in their 20s. And she goes, I can't, I can't, I just, I haven't been able to forgive God for not healing them. 
when he can, when I heard that, that, that he wants to, and yet he chose not to. Oh. Man, what do you do with that, guys? Huh? What do you do? You think I just gave her a one-liner verse? You think I said, hey, well, in God's word, there you go. You need to pray more. You know, have you read your Bible recently? No, right? Those aren't the, those aren't the responses in that moment, right? Because this is a, a foundational issue. This is her responding because she broke down more of why she believed God was supposed Because I, I dug in a little bit. I was like, so, man, was God, what led you to believe that, you know, he was just going to, you know, and she started sharing her faith background. And I went, okay, this makes sense. This is an expectation for you based upon what you've heard, that this is what he's supposed to do. And so he didn't deliver on what you heard he was supposed to do, and to her that, that, that wrecked her faith. And, uh, you know, I invited her to Easter in that, and, uh, and we've had some conversations since then, but uh, you guys, I, I think that's the reality. That's the, that's the thing, is, is we come away with this impression that God is supposed to do this from some of these verses, from what we've heard said. And when he doesn't, you guys, it absolutely wrecks you. The problem is we only hear about what? The miracles, right? That's the stuff that's highlighted. That's the stuff that people post about. That's the, people, that's the thing that people want everybody to know is those stories, but just like her, we've read the verses, and then we've prayed in accordance with them. And just like her, if nothing happens, we're going to be stuck asking, why God and why me? Why God? Okay? Um, guys, oftentimes we'll limit this topic to exclusively to like physical healings, but you guys, this same thing applies to our mental health. And in fact, in most cases, they're connected. Okay? Um, they're connected. Uh, but here's some verses. I want to unpack a few verses. Here's some verses that are taken and used as promises from God that he will heal your mental condition and that you shouldn't still be suffering from it or dealing with it. Okay? These are verses I've heard used. And some of these verses are taken and used in this context, and I've seen them taken and used in other contexts. Okay? Here's a popular one. Jeremiah 29.11. Okay? Jeremiah 29.11. If you've never heard it, uh, you've probably seen it somewhere on a poster, uh, you know, uh, of some kind. Uh, it's in a lot of places. But Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Man, how great does that sound? Right? Some of you are like, uh, what is he going to say? Because I've held on to that. Right? But doesn't that sound great? Man, you guys, are, you guys are lost tonight, okay? Let me say it again, okay? Just hear it, all right? If you don't think that's great, you got bigger problems than me, all right? Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. That's phenomenal. He knows the plans he has for me, uh, declares the Lord. So it's not Steve, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Ho, ho, money, 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 right? Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, not to harm you. Okay, so no harm. That's what I'm hearing. Plans to give you a hope 
and a future. That's it. You guys, if that lands for me, I, I don't need anything, right? Now, we've, we've what? We've said that to people, right? I've heard sermons like, listen, listen, listen. I have a plan for you. That's what God says. I have a plan. Now, does he have a plan? Yes. But then we go deeper. Plans to what? That you are going to prosper. Ooh, I like that sermon. Sign me up. So I'm going to prosper? Yes. That's his plans. You will, pros you will prosper. Harm will not come upon you. And he's going to give you a hope and a future. But the problem is, you guys, uh, see, this verse, uh, it wasn't written in the context of God speaking directly to you. Okay? It's a promise God gives to his uh, entire chosen people in the Old Testament. Uh, see, in Jeremiah, uh, where, this book, where this verse is, in Jeremiah, God in this verse is promising the Hebrews who were held captive in Babylon that the captivity, he literally says, the captivity, in the verses before this, the captivity is going to end in 70 years, and then he's bringing them freedom. He's bringing them back home. They're going to be released. And so the prosperity here is about their practical needs being met. Whoa! Okay, so, so, so literally, it's a prophet to a, a, a specific nation uh, telling them that all of this is going to happen after 70 years. They're going to be released, and, and then... These are the plans I have for you, that you're going to prosper and not to harm you and to give you hope and a future that I'm going to establish in you. So they're reading that, they're hearing this, and they're like, yes, all right, we got to hold on 70 more years, and then this is what is going to happen. This is God's plans for us. But here we are, hundreds of years later, reading that verse going, woohoo! And then we're telling other people, we're like, hey, dude, get up. Hey, what's wrong with you? Don't you know God's plans for you? Let me tell you. You hold on to this verse. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you and me, but hey, hold on to it. Okay, you take that verse. Okay, and, 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 then, and, then, and then you're like, you know, if these are God's plans for you, um, you shouldn't be dealing with that. Right? Now, obviously, this verse, uh, you know, uh, this is not uh, God's promise to miraculously bless you with wealth. Okay, that's not this verse, just because you believe in him. Or this is not some promise that, that you're going to have this miraculous healing simply because you believe in him. That's not what it's saying. Okay? Um, we got to stop holding on to some of these things and stop projecting some of these things. There's words that Jesus says uh, as he walks uh, the earth that, that also can cause us to struggle. Now, when I talk about them, remember, in their context, and they're true. And in some specific situations, they're also true. In Mark chapter 5, 34, uh, Jesus, Mark is one of the gospels, Jesus was saying as he was walking, he, it says this, he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. This is a, this is a female that, that uh, is, is dealing and battling. Uh, and, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Okay? Now, what did you hear there? He said to her, daughter, your what has healed you? This is your faith, right? Your faith has healed you. And then in James 5.15, we read, the prayer of faith 
will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Okay, so, so what did you hear there? What I just heard from what I read is that if I just have enough faith, what will happen? This will go away. This will go away. So I just need more faith. Now, guys, is it untrue what Jesus said, that her faith? No, it's not. In that situation, you guys, man, that was, yeah. He's responding in that faith. And guys, he can do that. He will do that. The problem is when I paint that with a broad brush and I say, that's what he does. And that should be your expectation when you're going through your struggle, is that if you just demonstrate a more worthy faith, a better faith, a stronger faith, then this will go away. Okay, that's, that's not the context uh, in uh, these uh, verses. In fact, in James 5, um, it, it's talking about literally people whose, whose actions they need to repent in order to uh, be healed, which is a whole nother uh, topic. Um, but, but you guys, um, this is tough because a lot of times what you're battling mentally, it's not just going to go away. And, and you can have some great faith. And, and guess what, guys? Man, there's, there's, man I've, some of the people that I have seen have the greatest of faith have suffered some of the greatest. And, and, and I'll tell you what, to even think that it's a lack of faith makes me want to just, ugh, it, it, it wrecks me because I know their faith. And so it's, it's sad that that is something that I hear over and over again. And so then... I'm left to believe, if I'm the one struggling with this, that, that since it's not going away, either I have lack of faith, so I'm doing something wrong, uh, because the Bible uh, also, unfortunately, uh, we see sicknesses and, and, and mentally and physically uh, illnesses coming in response to what I just said, coming in response to disobedience. So now, oh my gosh, I'm disobedient. I'm, I'm doing things wrong. That's why this is happening to me. Have you ever thought that? Like immediately, when something happened to you or you're struggling with something, I'm the problem here. What did I do? Now, I think that's natural because we're like, what? We want to fix the problem. It's really tough, though, when it's a mental issue, guys. And, 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 and I think what's, what's dangerous is we will, because we read in the Bible, literally as a result of people being disobedient, we see different judgments uh, in that. Um, and, and, and so what has happened is this belief uh, for some that every time you're going through that, it's a result of something you've done and you're receiving judgment from God. Okay? And, and that's a very dangerous thought. In fact, that was a thought that was happening in Jesus' time. Uh, and in fact, uh, when Jesus was walking and, and ministering, uh, he's, he's walking along, and in, Jane, in John chapter 9, uh, verses 1 through 3, it's, it's interesting. They, they walk, and there's this guy that's lame, he can't walk. And Jesus' disciples, uh, they start asking him questions. And this is what happens uh, in James chapter 9, 1 through 3. It says, as he passed by, he saw a man blind uh, from birth. He was blind, he wasn't lame. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, 
It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Ooh. 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 Did you hear what Jesus just said? It's not because he did something wrong. What's happening here is going to actually be used by me to demonstrate God's greatest good, God's glory. Watch. Guys, when we think of, of suffering, pain, mental, physical pain, you guys, one of the things that is just incredible about a walk with Jesus, a belief and desire to follow him. One of the amazing things that we see all throughout God's word is how he can take pain, mental illness, all these things, and he can, through that, actually take us to a place that we were never at before. He can actually take that and turn it and use it, and in a way that only he can, he can bring transformation in our lives. He can, through that, help us grow in areas and ways that we've never grown before. And, and listen, uh, you know, you don't ever, when you're battling something, go, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I desire to hurt myself. I've never had that desire before, Right? Like, that's not something that, that, that anybody goes, oh, I'm so glad I, I have that. God, I'm, I'm, I'm battling uh, with just anxiety. Thank you. This is so great that I get to walk through this. Or God, this, this situation is out of control. Or, or God, I was just diagnosed with this and I don't know what to do. Man, thank you. Like, no, that's just not our response, right? But what we see is that there is something, uh, there is a way that God and only God can create these incredible breakthroughs in our lives. And, and some of these breakthroughs, some of these moments, some of these times of transformation, they actually happen as a result of the very thing that we're just like, get this out of my life. I can't deal with this. I can't take this anymore. And, 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 and you, you guys, um, there, there's story after story of this. And, and, and I, I think it really goes back to one of the things I talked about when I kicked off this series is, you know, when you or someone else is in a, a time of mental, emotional suffering of some kind of dealing with that, you guys don't try and, and do the cool verse and verse it away. Don't try to just pray it away. Um, don't, don't try and just like, let me just encourage you enough to keep going and good luck. No, you, if it's you, you've got to lean in and listen. If it's somebody else, you've got to lean in with them and love them and listen with them. Why? Why do I say lean in and, and, and listen? Because remember what I talked about that first week when like panic attacks or other things that are mentally or, or physically start to happen, guys, your body is telling you something. It's an alarm that is going off and it's telling you there's smoke, okay? There's smoke. Now, what we 
try to do consistently is what? We, we try to just turn off the alarm, just turn it off. I'm sick of that noise. Or what? I'm going to just remove the battery, right? I'm going to remove the battery. And then it, then it can't talk. It can't do anything. That's what we want to do. And that's what we want to happen with what we're going through. As opposed to what? Man, looking for the fire, right? Where's the fire? Now you're like, Steve, that's stupid. Right, but that's what we do, right? That's what we do, whether it's, I'm just going to medicate this away. I'm just going to explain it away spiritually uh, as opposed to actually listening in and holding God at his word here. Because at his word is what? I can take absolutely anything and I can actually take any. Any, any, whatever it may be, sickness, whatever it is, and I can actually take it and turn it and use it for good in some powerful way. And so, and so I'm going to listen in because my body's trying to tell me something by what's happening. It's trying to tell me. And, and you know what? You may not be great at being able to listen, and that's when you get help, professional help, to help you listen to help you hear what's going on so that you can respond accordingly. And guess what? Uh, the goal is not to, to listen more to the noise. The goal is to find the fire because the fire is ultimately what's going on and it's ultimately the very thing, the core of the thing that is impacting you and taking you into these deep and dark places mentally and emotionally. Those are the things that are hijacking your heart, hijacking uh, your life, you guys. And, 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 and so... When we go through that, like, like I'll just tell you this, like, like, stop just trying to shut off the alarm. Like, like, stop. And I think part of shutting off the alarm is some of these verses that we just chuck out there. It's like, oh, just hold on to that verse, and you're good, right? Just take that verse. We'll just send them a verse, and they're, and, and, and they're, and they're good. I had a guy who's trying to, like, ugh, he's, he, his wife wanted to leave him. And, and so, you know what he started doing? Oh, he just started loading up verses every day that he thought she needed to hear. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So I'm meeting with him. And he goes, I don't get it. Like, I keep sending her all these great verses about what she needs to do. And I go, I go, what? Well, God's word says she needs that. And I go, oh, she needs it. I go, I go, you need to not text, ever. In fact, right now, if we're going to continue meeting, you and I are going to make an agreement. Look at me in the eyes. We're going to make an agreement. You will not text her, okay? Do not text her what you're reading, uh, the verses, uh, or that, um, because her problem, honestly, right now isn't God, it's you, okay? And, and so... And then, and then, <laughs> but right, he's trying to fix years and years of, of mental, emotional abuse in some text messages, some, ver and they're verses, and you're going to fix that? Guys, yeah, but guys, that's us. We do that. We do that. Oh, they just need this verse. That'll fix them. Oh, that'll get them. 
They're sharing with you that they're in a spot they've never been in before. They're scared. They're struggling. And you're sending them 2 Timothy 1.7. You know, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And you're sending that to them. And you're like, well, that spirit's from the enemy, so you need to pray. And I'll pray for you from a distance because you're jacked. So I'll pray from over here, right? And so here you are, and you've just unleashed God's word. You're feeling great. You're feeling like, man, that was a good one. I found that one. Oh, that was a good verse. And, and you're sending that to them, and now all of a sudden, they're in a worse spot because they're like, okay, I'm afraid. I don't know why, but I do know that God didn't send me this thought of fear. So now I'm in sin, and this is the devil, Right? And now I'm like, I'm wearing this and, and, and all of that, as opposed to going and talking to the person and going, you know what? I know by the authority of Scripture that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but I know you're battling with that. And so that's coming from somewhere, isn't it? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. And now all of a sudden, we're looking for the fire, aren't we? We're talking about the fire. Guys, listen, I'll be the first to tell you, God's word can do absolutely anything. It's powerful. It's his words. With his words, he spoke the world into existence. So I would never negate the power of his words. But the problem is, you and I, by our actions, by how we talk, we get in the way of the words. And if you're going to um, unleash verses like that, they're not even hearing the verses. It's like if you act like a total jerk at work and then during a break, you go, hey, I want to share about my faith with you. They're like, get away from me. You're a jerk. I don't want to hear what you have to say. You guys, your actions and everything else uh, and, and, and how you deal, how you care for someone are, are going to negate whatever verse you launch at them. And so, and so we have to think about these things, you guys. And, and, and remember when someone's going through it or you're going through it, that, you're, that something you're being communicated with, your body is trying to talk to you, uh, that, that, that whatever that is that you're, that you're dealing with, it's speaking to you that something is wrong. And guys, guess what scripture does say? Things are wrong. Things are going to get more wrong. As a result of the fall, at the very beginning, Adam and Eve, and, uh, and everything has progressively gotten worse. And how old are you guys? Like 20, young 20s. In your lifetime, have things gotten better, guys? Yeah, no, no. You guys are losing your minds. How awful it is, right? And, 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 and it's just getting worse. And, and, and guess what we keep doing? Well, if this happens, if this happens, if this happens, then everything's going to get better. No, 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 no. In fact, that's what Scripture says. It's not. You know what else it says? Here's the boo We're all going to die. There it is. You're going to die. Okay? So either he comes back or we all die. Okay? So when we talk about, oh, this book just says suffering's going to go away. No, you're going to suffer and die. Like, we're all going to die. Okay, so that is in the cards, uh, unless he comes back first, that we're going to die. This is the worst mental health talk ever. Um, but you guys, here is the good news. Jesus continually draws near to the brokenhearted. He meets us where we're at. He says, I will not leave you or forsake you. 
And he says, whatever, over and over, throughout Scripture, whatever the enemy is trying to use for evil in your life, I, only I, can turn and actually use and take that and make it for good. Genesis 50, 20. And not only that, you guys, but I, I, I look at Philippians 4, 13. I mean, Philippians 4, 13, right? That's, that's a classic one, right? I can, what does it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many times have you taken that one been like, it's okay. It's okay what you're going through. It's okay what you're battling. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Okay, so you can overcome. Yeah, you can win that, right? We've seen that verse everywhere. In fact, gosh dang it, I have it tattooed on me somewhere. I mean, it's everywhere, okay? It is. I didn't even really know what it meant when I got it tattooed, okay? Um, I just knew I loved God all of a sudden, and I needed a tattoo that said so. So uh, that was a great thing. And, uh, and people use that verse. They, they love it. And uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But you guys, you know what that's talking about? That's Paul in a prison cell talking about I can endure, I can endure suffering. I can endure all things through him who strengthens me to be able to endure. You guys, we do a disservice by always promising this victory and all of that when you guys, some of the most amazing moments with God are, as, are when he empowers you to actually endure. And I know that you want the victory right? The promise of victory that we read about in scripture happens at the end. But guys, there is something incredible about what happens in your life if you hold him at his word and you will endure. He will empower you to endure whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with. I can tell you that. He can empower you to do that. But the question is, where am I going to go with what I'm hearing? And guys, I told you, you're going to do you're gonna have to do work to, to help. You're going to have to meet with, get, get some professional help maybe. And sometimes, sometimes you're going to have to make some changes in your life. Um, but, but I just love Psalm 46.1. I, I love it because it's just like the posture that I want to have. Because I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to me physically. I don't know what's going to happen to me mentally. Um, there's so many things, you guys, that are outside of our control that I'm continually reminded of. But, but I love Psalm 46. One. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's all I need. Guys, you know what I love about that verse? It doesn't give me this magical promise. It just says, make God your refuge. Make him your refuge. You know what my refuge is? It's that place I just go to when I have nowhere else to go. And it's the place, you know, if you've ever played tag, you know, and I play tag all the time inside with my boys. And, and the designated bathroom, uh, is it, one of the bathrooms is base. And when you get there, what, what happens if you make it to base before you're tagged? We did it! Roman, we did it! We made it! We got to base, right? Because I'm safe. Guys, that's what a refuge is. It's just that safe space I can go to. And I can just cling to it and hold on to him 
And in those moments, this is what I have to do. And this is what we need to do. And we need people to help us get to this place is you hold on to the very nature of God. That's what you hold on to. You hold on to that God is good. He is just. He is love. And you hold on to it. You hold on to that. And what you don't do with that is hold him hostage by those same characteristics and say, you got to come through because you are these things. No, you hold on to him because he is those things. And because he is those things, you go, God, you're my refuge. And so this stuff is happening. I can't understand it, but I'm going to cling to you. You're going to be my refuge. You're going to be my strength. And God, I'm just thankful that you are a very present help. You're here with me in my time of trouble. Guys, our minds are troubled, and we need that, don't we? That's what you need. And the rest that happens, if you'll follow him, he'll do what he needs to do. And you can trust him in that because of his nature, because of who he is, because he loves you. Amen?